0: Whoever is listening, okay, the only thing that is, is <coughs> stopping you is you. You can't allow limiting beliefs. Well, I'm black, so I can't do this. I'm a woman, I'm, so I can do this. I'm young, so I can't do this. I'm a man, I can't do this. You can do all of it, you know. But you got to put them limiting beliefs. You got to take them. Take those, You got to acknowledge the limiting beliefs, and then you have to take them out your mind.
1: Let me up some. You gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gon' do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier exactly, gon' talk about it Know Deanna, speak that shit that everybody voucher Ain't no more excuses, valid Get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an it. I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary You still believe in limitations, why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper, I've been Chase of greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later. In the conversation, we strategize and and piling up investments and sacrificing temporary for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No, Diana speak that shit that everybody voucher ain't no more excuses valid get up off the couch and get up in your bag to your bank account need an accountant
2: this episode is sponsored by bees she is the creator of the gift app and the author of the financial starter kick book bees works in the defense industry as an overseas contractor After years of studying financial literacy and investing, she is now financially free. The Financial Starter Kit comes with a free money allocation spreadsheet and gives you all the resources that you need to take control of your finances today. You can purchase the book at financialstarterkit.com. If you want to learn more about the defense industry and how to obtain a stable, high-paying career in the states or overseas, you can purchase her Defense Industry Guide at www.defenseindustry.guide. Also, for more information, you can follow her on Twitter at Capital underscore SB. This episode is also sponsored by Iconic Power. Iconic Power is a black-owned electronics store that specializes in keeping your phone and electronics charged throughout the day while traveling, doing outdoor activities, group activities such as concerts or vacationing, and remote work. Stay charged up at all times because you never know where emergency or big check can be coming to your phone. I use my Iconic Charger daily while working from home or when I'm at the office. It easily fits in your pocket so you can charge up your phone while you're on the go. To purchase your Charger, you can go to www.iconic-power.com. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the of Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier. And today, we get, this is going to be a, a dope episode. I'm excited about doing this episode. We got Steven Story. He's a guy I, I follow on Twitter. And he talks a lot of a, a lot of stuff, just not about business, just informative stuff when it comes to fitness, uh, just mindset and things like that. So I thought it would be a dope idea to bring him on the show. So with that being said, welcome to the show, bro.
0: Hey Xavier, man, hey, I appreciate you letting me go on the show. Everybody listening. Hey, I appreciate y'all listening. This is an amazing podcast. And I know that y'all get a lot of value from, from listening. So I'm I'm here to. So hope, I'm here to share some things and I hope y'all get some value from it as well. Yeah,
2: definitely, man. I feel like there's definitely some value out of this. And just getting right into it, just for the people that's not aware of you, do you just mind giving a, a background on yourself so people can get a more
3: understanding of you.
0: Okay, yeah, so, yeah, guys, my name is Stephen Story. I'm from Alabama. In the last two years, I've lived in three countries now, uh, Canada and Brazil. And... um It's my life has been changing. I feel like every six months, uh, because of it, um, I've been in entrepreneurship, uh, in a few different businesses since 2011, um, mainly in the insurance industry. Um, I've done a few things in the insurance industry. Uh, I do have a real estate license and I've done a lot of real estate, but I did a lot of real estate when I was much younger, like in my, in my early twenties with my dad, um, I speak two languages now. I'm fluent in Portuguese, so oh, anybody that speaks Portuguese uh, on the timeline or on the podcast, listen this, guys. I speak Portuguese, so if you want to talk to me in Portuguese, we can talk. Um, currently, my time is split between Brazil and the United States. And, um, man, exactly what else What I need to put in here? Because I got a lot. Go
3: ahead, bro. Go ahead.
0: Um, yeah, so, like, um, one thing I had been thinking about recently was Uh, When I first moved to Brazil, I didn't talk for like three months. I just didn't talk at all. I was saying like very small amounts of words in uh, Portuguese. And what I was thinking about was that the burden of speech, like, like you have to talk to other people. And because of that, you don't get to think, you don't get a lot of time to introspect. And so in that three month period of me not knowing Portuguese and nobody knowing English, I had a lot of time to be, to introspect on topics as they were happening to me because I was not required to talk.
3: Mm, That's
0: interesting. So that's just a thought I've been having in the last couple of weeks. Uh, But yeah, man, it's a burden. Speech is a burden, but. (laughs) Speech is a burden. (laughs) Yeah, man. Conversation is a burden, bro.
2: <laughs> it is. I, I understand that because I'm, I'm the type of person. After talking for a long period of time, it makes me tired. So it's like, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm that type. I don't get energy from like conversing with people. I get energy from just kind of being by myself and gathering my thoughts.
0: And i was like, all right, cool. But yeah, I'm, yeah, man. I didn't mean to go. I didn't mean to go off the deep end. <laughs> I didn't mean. I didn't mean to go to the deep end with that one, guys. But no, you're good. You're good. <laughs>
2: that was an interesting perspective, though. You just said.
0: Because, you know,
2: every day, every day's dealings and stuff, people, I don't think people ever get the chance to just sit and just, like you said, just think instead of just being focused on talking and getting their point across instead of just listening, yeah. gathering shit. So that's important. Like, I, that's what you said. That's very
0: important, I think. Yeah, man. And, like, you know, the next thing is, um, and I know a lot of people that listen to you are business-minded people, right? So I'm a, let's, go, let's go ahead and just segue it into business, right? So... What does that do for you in business, right? So guys, how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if we're always producing, we can't think. Mm -hmm. If we're always trying to knock our to-do list out, we can't think about the innovations that need to happen in our business,
3: Mm -hmm. right?
0: And so you gotta slow down and you need to schedule time, guys, like you need to schedule time to think about the business. I'm not talking about Saturday either. I'm talking about productive times, midday, you might take a two-hour lunch break, you might take an hour of time and just slow down and think, have a pen and a pad handy, and you don't need to do this when you're stressed or when you're hungry. <laughs> okay? If you can do this every day, once a day, or a couple times a week, I promise you, you're going to make big changes in your business over time. Mm. Yeah, that, that's
2: super important, man. That's just taking that time to get some clarity on things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 that's major. And so you mentioned uh, working
0: in insurance. Like, what, what started that? What made you want to get into insurance? Bro, so, like, all right, y'all, let's do some more background, okay? So I am a second-generation business owner. My parents both started businesses when they are around my age now. So my mom uh, got into Allstate. She was selling Allstate insurance back in the early late 80s, early 90s. And my dad started a real estate company. And they did this at the same time. And then my mom had more kids. She committed to the, the real estate company with my dad. But then she started back her insurance agency as we all got in college. And so at this time, guys, this is 2008. And As you know, the real estate market was in the toilet. So I'm picking, in my, you know, I pick which one I'm gonna do. So I get my real estate license and my insurance license. Insurance was more uh, valuable at, at the time. So my mom pulled me over to work for her insurance company. So I started working for her. And then I got into bail bonding a year later, which is also an in insurance industry and uh, made a bunch of money in that. And really, I really learned business running, running a bail bonding uh, agency. Wow. Um, yeah, and then I got into insurance adjusting a few years after that. Well, wow,
2: that's so second, second. I love to hear that second generation. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, oh yeah, man. So you grew up in a uh, with your with your mother and father, pretty much.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. Like, bro. So this how they did it, man. They had an office and they split it down the middle, and so one side was Charles Story Real Estate and the other side was Tony Story All State Agency, and so they worked together every day.
2: <laughs> hey, that's dope, bro. That's, that's yeah,
0: man. And seeing and
2: seeing and just, I could imagine being a kid and seeing that growing up every day. It kind of makes you
0: think That's Oh yeah, not work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Because, like, you know, my dad's never had a job, bro. Never. Not in my life. He's never worked for anybody, you know. And, you know, to see that firsthand, to go to – like, I was going to closings when I was, like, five, bro. You know, like, I, I, I can't tell you how many closings I've been to, how many, like, open houses, how many showings, how many flips we've done as a family, you know. And it's – um. It just, it makes things like, it makes things normal. You know, you don't have to aspire for it, it's just normal. Right? And for those of y'all who are not second generation business owners, you gotta do this for your children, right? You gotta make these things normal for them. Exactly. That's, that's, you
2: know? Exactly, cause I, I'm, I'm first generation myself. So just saying, but like someone like you just seeing it coming up, like I said, it gives you a different mentality. It makes it normal and that's, and that's, mm-hmm. People probably don't understand how important that is because we always talk about like, the traumas that you can have if you're first generation and your parents, if they don't come from that, they can kind of put their disbeliefs or traumas on you. And it's not like in a bad-hearted way. like you know, <laughs> somebody, They don't have bad intent. It's just from their own experiences, they never done it. They got certain fears. But when you got people that come through, it probably, it's probably nothing but encouragement. So that just yeah. gives you confidence to, to do stuff yourself and go out on the limb and try different things.
0: Yeah, yeah, man, I completely agree, man. Because, like, you know, my family and what we've done in business, man, like, I'm not, I'm not bragging or anything like that, guys. I just really want y'all to get my perspective on this thing. But, like, my father and his uncle, they're from Greene County. So Greene County is one of the poorest places in the United States, and it still is. And they made the decision they were going to get into business when they were in their 20s. And they got into business. And they both produced, out of those two, there were three doctors, business owners, all types of people, you know? And so the decisions you're making today, guys, are gonna affect people that aren't here yet, okay? So it's imperative that you stick it out, okay? Look, mom and daddy are not your customers. Cousins, your aunties and uncles, they're not gonna make you rich, all right? So yes, mom and daddy, your aunties, your brothers, sisters, whoever, They are important people in your life, but in business, they don't mean anything. Okay, and so you gotta you gotta learn how to compartmentalize people. Okay, if you can learn how to compartmentalize people and their advice, you're gonna you're gonna have a a lot a much easier time in business. You know, is Mama and Daddy are y'all Fortune 500 CEOs? No, have y'all built a successful business? No. Okay. Tell me about you know when Thanksgiving coming. All right, let's talk about that. But we can't talk about this. You see what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> I feel no. That's real. That's real. Cause he, like so many of us, we'll we'll listen to those those fam- even if it's just not family members. It could be whoever, college professor, anything. Those people that never done it before, and we let them determine like how we gonna do things, or if we or if we gonna do it at all. And like you just said. If you ain't never done it before, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like how I always hear boxers talk about how they they really don't listen to people that ain't never got in the ring before. And it's the same. Hey, it's, a, <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing.
0: Dude, look, man, like, um, there was, um, it's a place called, it's a lounge, it's a place called Lowndes County. And here in Alabama, well, not, I'm not in Alabama, I'm sorry, but in Alabama, um, and it's, it's a, it's a story over, a jail, over this, uh, the entrance to a jail, and it talks about the men in the arena. Mm. And the long, long story short is the men in the, in the arena experience uh, victory and defeat, but the fans don't experience anything. Right. Okay. So we got to be the man in the arena. Okay. Not the winner or the loser, but the man in the arena. Okay. For some of y'all listening, the woman in the arena. Right. But, You cannot be the fans. You can't be the person in the stands because they experience nothing. They don't experience victory or defeat. Now, is mama and daddy, are they people in the stands in business? Yes. Treat them as such, okay?
3: Mm.
0: And it's not like you got to be cold or you got to argue with them, but like, I think, like, I see a lot of entrepreneurs begin to have bad blood or they have a problem with family because their family's not supporting them. They don't know how to support you do this like through through all this. <laughs> your mama, you, you start a drop shipping store and you mad your mama for not supporting you. She don't know what drop shipping is? I don't know what it is right. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I yeah. just feel like sometimes we can be hard on family because of those things.
2: Mm. And it's just a lack of understanding from from, probably, from both sides, pretty much. And I, and I like that you just said, like, you know what I'm saying? When you playing a game, you can't worry about, pretty much you can't worry about the pains on people outside of it. And I look, I, I I I agree with that wholeheartedly. Because even just, like, let's just take it from a small aspect. If you're on social media and you got people that criticize the shit you be doing or talking shit when you put stuff out there, and some people let it get to them, you know what I'm saying? They be like, man, fuck with their head. They can't sleep over it. They're like, Why are people on, talking shit, But it's like, <laughs> that just comes, it, like, in any sport, is spectators. And oh, yeah. saying, you can't worry about the spectators. That's what they do. You in a game, you ain't supposed to be worrying about that. So I, <laughs> that's that's just how I see it. Because if people talking, whether it's good or bad, at least you're doing it. You're taking action.
0: Mm-hmm. People I agree. Notice. I agree, man. It was a guy named John Scott. This is back when I was like, bro, I had just dropped out of college, man. And I went over to his business. Uh, and he, because he, he, he asked us, I think we asked to stop by just to talk to him or whatever. We were doing a lot of networking back then. And he was like, look, look, look Steven, I'm a leaner and I used to work at Publix. So I was like, a butcher or whatever. And he was like, you got to cut off anybody negative in your life. Okay. And you got to, and then also with that being said, you got to be willing to confront people to try to change their behaviors. Okay. So it's not just a clean cut off. Hey, look, Hey mama, look, I don't like when you talk about my business like that. So either we're not going to talk about my business or you're going to have to just say something positive about what I got going on. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what I mean by that guys is you need to confront these people before you cut them off. Cause you're not a boss. If you're not confronting people, so go ahead and confront them. Hey, look, I don't like when you do that. Hey, can you, can you speak to me, speak like this about my business? This ain't my little business. This is my livelihood. Right. Confront them. And then, you know, hey, if they, and if they can change behavior, cool. But if not? Shit, we ain't talking about that no more. <laughs> Fact. So, Fact. So you don't got to throw, throw them away. You just can't talk about that. But I ain't going to get stuck on all that, guys. I just, it's, it's a pet peeve of mine when I see entrepreneurs get so bent out of shape about their family,
3: you know. Yeah, because you, you see it all the time.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, all the time.
2: I see it all the time. Where yeah. it it's like, bro, yo, know, first of all, you gotta understand, people ain't gonna support you until they see other people. That's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? You gotta accept that. And so they see other people gravitating to it and they see the vision, they are gonna be like,
0: oh, okay. And, and some people, that may sound fucked up, but it is what it is. Look, man, I was uh, I was at ten X, and Grant Cardone was like, "They don't support you because you ain't did shit yet." <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you ain't did nothing. You ain't did exactly. exactly. I got yeah. an idea. I got an idea. I want to do this and this, and I don't support you yet. No, show me some. You know?
2: and that's what they. Yeah, that's basically what what I'm saying. Like, you got to show people something, and
0: what they oh, want, man. Yeah. Show them, man. Look, <laughs> bro. I'm going to tell you, hey, y'all, any of y'all boys that's listening right now, y'all young men, older guys, y'all guys got fiancées, girlfriends, y'all starting a business, look here. You want your girl believing, you go and drop $500 on right quick. <laughs> go, go and throw $500 in a bank account right quick, I swear. Hey, look look here, now. If you're really bad, you really want to believe me, drop a stack on it real quick. Hey, babe, I got this business started. Woo. Because I'm saying, like, if that's who you want to build with, right and that's who you want to support you go throw some money on it right quick i'm just this is this is just a a little tip from me to you okay that's gonna (laughs) that's gonna that's gonna start the uh that's gonna start the ball running bro yeah man how you think my mom ain't worked for 20 years hanging around with my dad every day (laughs) it wasn't because he looked good
2: (laughs) hey i like that and uh something some I, I see you talk about fitness a lot as well You always yeah man yeah i just wanted to talk about this aspect of it because i feel like it's not talked about enough the, just the direct link between you know fitness mm-hmm. health
0: and like mental health like what is the, the link between the two for the people that don't know okay so we're three part beings mind, body and soul okay our brain is activated by the, our physical surroundings okay whether it's our, through our senses right now the issue is when the mind starts to wonder, our body and soul have to come into play to bring the mind back in, right? And when our body starts to wonder, we our soul and mind have to bring the body back in. Now, what begins to happen now, guys? I said something. You know, what did I say earlier? I said that um, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. So if you're undisciplined physically, I know you're undisciplined mentally. It's just them, them, them the facts. You can't be Fit discipline mentally and, 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 and not be you know physically uh, disciplined. and so why does that matter? okay So if you're in business, if you're trying to get somewhere, if you want to have a good life, a life that you can live you know to the, the highest potential, you're going to need to bring your body along for the journey. And so staying fit, pushing yourself physically, not all the time, but you need to push yourself physically sometimes. All these things help you, Mm -hmm. okay? You can't buy fitness. You got to earn it, okay? And it is a status symbol in and of itself, you know? So these are all things that I think about and I've I've thought about through the years. Um, And But, you know, fitness, man, in our community, we've been gifted with having really great athletic genetics. Headache. Using our, 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 you know, we're not fulfilling our potential physically, which means we're not fulfilling ourselves mentally or spiritually. Right. Mm. You know, and so it's like for you people who believe in the spiritual. If you believe in the spiritual, then by, you know, just by, by law, you gotta believe in the mental and the physical. By law. Right. Yeah. By, you know, them the rules. So, so if you believe that you're a three part being, then okay, well look. I want to be the best in every way. So i enrich my mind. I'm going to enrich my soul. I'm going to enrich my body.
3: Mm, I I, I like that, bro.
0: That's real. That's real. It's a holistic approach, man. It's a holistic approach because, like, you know, my my dad is 67. So how I was raised – I was still raised in the country, uh, in Alabama. And, like, it wasn't all that go-to-the-doctor stuff, man. You know, it was a whole lot of – at home remedies, my dad has a—he had a ton of books, bro. I'm talking about before this whole Dr. Saby thing. He had all his homeopathic remedies because he was raised by his grandmother. And where we're from in Alabama, black folks they didn't get to go to the doctor; they had to go to vets because doctors wouldn't treat them.
3: Right.
0: You know what I'm saying? So like, my dad born in the 1950s. His mom born in the freaking 20s. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, y'all know what time it is in the Deep South. So like, that's how we were raised which was take care of your body and use homeopathic ways to, to you know, get better and you're gonna have to stay fit. Like my dad, he had a heart attack at, uh, when he was 64. And every day my dad played two hours of basketball and he did this for 55 years. And he said, son, the only reason i stay I'm alive right now is because I play ball every day. I could have made more money working a little bit harder, but if I hadn't played basketball, I'd have been dead when they had the heart attack, you know? And so, guys, these are all things that can happen to us, right? You know, whoever's listening, raise your hand if, you, if somebody in your family got diabetes. Raise your hand if somebody in your family got heart disease, you know? And so, for me, I look at him, I'm like, hey, this is my dad who had, who's had a heart attack. I mean, he's a pretty healthy guy. The same thing can happen to me. Let me keep t- taking care of myself, you know? So, yeah, I oh, know that that's 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 real, man. That
2: like I said, that aspect of it is not talked about much. You know, mo- most people talk about working out just from a physical aspect. I oh, don't know, They don't talk about the length, the things
0: that things could it could do for you mentally, yeah, man. Like mental state, as the mind goes, so does the body. Your body is a reflection of your subconscious mind. You want to know how much somebody loves themselves, go look at their body. That's like like, that's all like, like literally how much do you love yourself because I'm looking at you because <laughs> I'm <laughs> hey, that's real bro that's real I'm telling, you, I'm telling you man like I got like the reason uh, so for some of y'all who follow me on Twitter the only reason I put out fitness stuff is so I can change people's minds that's it they, it's something that they're missing that they don't know they're missing that I can't get a hold to through a conversation that when they start working out they come back to me hey Stephen, man I forgot I used to love how to sing I used to love singing hey Steven man I'm gonna go back and see if I can do some more football eligibility hey Stephen, my husband loves loves my body he's really giving me a lot of confidence hey Steven my wife wants to have sex more you see what I'm saying it was something there that was missing they couldn't put their finger on but by changing their bodies and change because again the brain is activated by our physical reality something else in their life begins to change that they did not want to talk about whether it's feelings of being cheated on these are real, I'm talking, these are my clients now guys this ain't something I'm making up so, you know, feelings of of inadequacy that men and women are going through you know, like feelings of of, of insecurity, not feeling like they look good enough for their partner you know, I'm not being validated and then they start getting validated. I don't, I don't. That's the only reason I push fitness now. Is so I can change people's minds. you want. And
2: that's and mentioning your uh, your father and how healthy he is, being older. And I see, like, because uh, you said your father's sixties in his sixties, right? He's
0: sixty-seven. 67.
2: Yeah, he's sixty-seven. Yeah, my 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 dad. He's my dad just turned fifty-nine, so he's okay. Old, yeah. 60, so, and I yeah. know. Like usually, people that have because for our generation, like I don't know how how old are you? Thirty one. Okay, yeah. So for our generation, it's kind of well. I know for my especially for, for my age group, it's like when I tell people my, my friends that my dad's like sixty years old, they look at me like, "What the fuck?" Because <laughs> like, yeah. if I was old, bro, I'd be like, really? "Yeah, man." But I'm but just growing up with a with a with a father that was so much older than me, he did mm-hmm. a lot for me. As far as like, because yeah. you know he was already, he was already adult. He knew who he was. You know what I'm saying? So it, was, it, it, it wasn't it was like a, a boy raising a kid. Like, I mm-hmm. like 18 with kids and your, your dad, you 18, your dad, 35, type shit. Not saying I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but it's a difference when, oh, yeah. It's, it's hard to explain if you and you, you get
0: what I'm saying with your dad? Oh, no, bro. Look, man. My dad, man, like, all that, all that, like, Teach my dad a dance, teach my dad some slang shit. That was out the window, dog. Out the like, window. they don't you know, give a fuck. Bro. Like, no, bro. Yeah. Don't even play this music around me, son. Like, <laughs> that's not even. It was certain conversations that me and my dad just weren't having. You know, it wasn't like, oh, I didn't, oh, I don't like my dad. My dad's not my friend. It was just like, yes. Look, man. Bro, my dad was 35 when he had me, bro. See? You know, so, like, you know, it was old for all that. Yeah, but, you're right, right.
2: By the time you. Like, 10 years old, your dad in his 40s. It's, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so good and good, good in his 40s, bro. Like, been in his 40s. Yeah, it's so, the it's a, it's a difference. Like, I, I love talking about this di- di- dynamic, especially with uh, parents, if you grew up in two-parent households. Because I really... Yeah, man. People get the importance so they can do the same thing. Even if you ain't come from that, I want people to do that for their kids. Because there's a lot of benefits with that shit. Especially oh, yeah. Those, like, to me- mental... Uh, confidence and, and all
0: all that kind of shit, it's a lot of benefits that come with that, mm-hmm. you that balance. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why I, I, I am talking about that, bro. Man, look, bro, it was, you know, <clears throat> I think what I enjoyed the most about my childhood, bro, was like, I can go hang with my mom, and then I could just stop hanging with her, go hang with my dad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, in the same office or in the same, like, my my parents, used to run marathons when I was running tracks so they started my parents started running marathons when I started running tracks so they would practice with me during the summers so I would go on long runs with my mom I'd do like a five mile run with my mom like on a Sunday Mondays I would do a run with my dad and we did this for years you know what I'm saying through high school from middle school to high school my parents did this with us and my sisters ran tracks so we would all kind of run together mm-hmm. and um you know I really enjoy those times, man. It's like, bro, my mom from the projects, dog. My mom didn't have no daddy. My dad didn't have no daddy. Right. You know, but they wanted a family. So for y'all who want a family, like the decisions you make now, guys, we're not gonna be young forever. One day you are gonna have kids. If you can find somebody you can stick it out with, stick with them and raise a raise a family, like because okay, it didn't happen for you, but you can make it happen for somebody else. Right.
2: Right. And I, I plug this important topic because you know in 2020. It's a different dynamic than than even not even just from what our parents came up with, from what we came up with when we was a kid. Yeah, man. A different dynamic yeah, between male and female, and I think you spoke on like some stuff similar to Twitter, Twitter before, just talking about the dynamic when you know a lot of stuff called toxic masculinity, or toxic this, toxic that. Yeah, <laughs> man. I see how you look. Yeah,
0: yeah, dude. Like, okay, so like, I've been on the forefront of of that at times. And I I did a lot of talking about it like a year and a half ago, maybe. But this is what I realized, man, about people. A lot of these conversations we've had already, Mm -hmm. but they were just at a barbershop alone with just us. And the women had these conversations at the beauty salon by themselves or at a girls' night or something like that. And so what we're seeing now is not that we're having like a heightened level of animosity towards one, uh, one another. We're hearing people vent in real time. Real time. You know? We're, we're seeing a girl talk in real time, but it's men present and vice versa. And so, and this is just me being optimistic, right? Because maybe I'm being too optimistic about it, but like, because in real life, I don't see this. I don't see the level of hate and all this other, you know, just, just super disregard for black men, super disregard for black women. I don't see that in real life. Man. You know, to, to an extent, okay? Now, I've seen some wild, some wild stuff here and there, but I think that um, <clears throat> that's, that's part of it, right? Okay, so I think some of it is vending. But with that being said, bro, so how old are you? I'm 26. So when I was in school, like in college, girls weren't talking like the girls that are at 19, 20. They're not talking like the girls are talking now.
2: No, they wasn't when even when I
0: was in school. Bruh, like like bruh, this this like this is some of the wildest shit I done seen, man. <laughs> like, as far as like this whole like um it's not just feminism. It's a it's it's a different word because it's not just feminism that's going bruh, on right I, now.
2: I it, don't know what to
0: call it, bro. Bruh, it's a cultural shift that we're having right now where because more of more black women are going to school and they're going to school in arts type of uh, of uh, degrees. Right. So a lot of them are exposed to a lot of liberal thinking, like super duper liberal thinking. Right. And so black men either we're not going to school in the same levels or we're not getting exposed to it at that level, you know, because at the end of the day, for the most part, we're we're not going to be you're not just in a railroad or some of us being just trash and ain't shit. Right. Right. But um, I think that it's unfortunate, man, because, like, I see these young people take themselves so seriously about topics that I'm like, dude, you're 19, bruh. No. You're 19. You just got some hair on your balls, man. Like, <laughs> chill out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so it's and then, like, the other thing for me, man, like, living in Brazil, bro. like... Yeah, that's what I to talking about. Yeah, man. So, like, I got, I got so many different experiences about that because I was living in Canada. So Canada is super liberal, okay, and it's super PC. And then Brazil is still liberal, but it's not PC at all. You know what I'm saying? So, like, um, some of the situations that I would see in Brazil between men and women just don't happen in the States. Like, it's not, it's not happening, bro.
2: I, I hear that a lot. I, you
0: I know, there, they all say the same thing about Brazil. They just say it's uh, totally
2: different. They're so,
0: like, so like for example, so like gays. So here in the states, everybody kind of just tiptoes around gay people for the most part in the conversations, uh, like online conversations. All like, oh, I don't want to offend you, so let me just. And they basically, and basically, what begins to happen is everybody just kind of stays away from gay people, right? So in Brazil uh gay people are I think as out or if not a little bit more out than they are here. But um what I found was that they were a lot more comfortable with who they were. they were okay. Um and people were a lot more comfortable with them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like for example, we was it was during carnival and I was getting a beer and it was a trans woman. Now stateside, it's me and my homeboy who's Brazilian, and he was like, hey, tell her to uh, give me this and this and this. You know, this is this is a pre-op trans woman, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to use my good words. This is a pre-op trans woman. This this is like, you know, if I put a tank top on, you know, and, a, and put a ponytail in, you know, as far as looks, right? But how respectful everybody else was about that. Like, he was just having a conversation with her. Like, mm. it was all cool. Now, don't don't get me wrong. with would, would that happen in the States or not? I don't know. But I ain't seen it happen.
2: You ain't seen it happen.
0: You know what I'm saying? I had not seen that happen, and specifically from a young black man. Right. Like, uh, Young black men, we probably, you know, for the most part, we just wouldn't have interacted, interacted at all. Now, that brings to the next topic, which is the men and women, right? So, like, I think for women and men, man, like, they have stronger gender roles still in place like real strong gender roles you know and so okay yeah that's a good thing but it's all I me mean, that's a bad thing I think in some ways but it's a good thing as well because like men know what to do like mm. guys just know what to do about stuff right women just know what to do like it's, it's, it's really kind of it's, it's kind of hard to explain you got to see it for yourself but like women take so much pride in being women there yeah you know it's not like oh i'm just you know i'm taking too long my makeup they be like i'm putting this makeup on and whenever i'm ready i'm gonna be ready and you know it's not like a whole like look at me i'm a girly girl they don't even, it's not even that's not that's not part of their conversation yet
3: right
0: you know obviously feminism, feminism is there bro they got a lot of domestic violence down there um they got a lot of women getting killed out there bro like So I'm not going to tell you like it's a utopia for men and women. I'm just telling you what I see, you know, but I think that I think that America has devalued femininity,
3: you know, and
0: so yeah, so what I mean by that is that the current American culture around women is you're not going to be the best version of yourself until you're most like a man. In earnings, in sports, in day-to-day society, and what you can and can't do, until you do all the things that a man can do, you're not fully a woman yet. Mm-hmm. And so, this puts a lot of confusion in the women. A lot, because then they go and they they go and they believe that. Mm-hmm. They believe that mantra, and then they go do it for thirty years. And then they want, and then a lot of them wonder why,
2: like if they don't, if they're not in a relationship. They wonder like, why well, I ain't got one? I did all these things. Why can't I find someone?
0: Cause you a dude. That's why you're a man. <laughs> okay. Do you not understand? They made you a second rate man. Yep. yep.
3: That's that's
0: no. That's heavy. That's facts, bro. You know, and it's like, and I know, and again, I, I don't mean this. I'm not trying to insult nobody. Right, to right. Listen to this. Right. I'm just telling you what I've seen, and like, it's quite unfortunate because they sold you on the idea that you had to be more masculine.
3: Mm-hmm. But
0: then, so, but here's here's where it gets tricky. At then because women have womanhood <coughs> has been redefined through feminism they believe that they now should redefine manhood mm-hmm. Men are not asking to you know change what man manhood, <coughs> manhood is women are but it's because women got sold an idea and they bought it
3: no they bought it they,
2: they bought it that's, that's you know,
0: that's, yeah okay you obviously there's perks to that right there's you know greater economic freedom You don't have to be tied to a man. Man don't have to make decisions for you and all that, so on and so forth. With that being said, the canary, I I spoke about this on another podcast, but we're the canary in the coal mine, right? So a lot of these things got perfected on black people and black women, and now it's being pushed on white people and everybody else. What I mean by that, so... When they tell you, when they sold you on the idea that you didn't need a man to raise a child, and you do that for three or four generations, and you feel like, oh, I, I guess I can do it. Now, what is the boy child got? What What is the boy child thinking? Well, shit, you got it, mama.
3: Right.
0: You can do it too. She look like you. I think. I think you can handle it.
3: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> I turned out all right. I turned right. I turned out all right. No, that's real. you know, hey, I didn't, I didn't grow up in a single family, a single mom uh, environment like that. But what my daddy used to do for me, man, he said, son, I got to protect you. I can't let you be around a bunch of women. Mm. They beat down, they'll beat down a boy. They Mm. route beat boys and they take the boy out of a boy.
2: And it's not even, it's not nothing intentional. It was not, it's not, it's just, you know what I'm
0: saying? My dad never let me be around a bunch of women, dog. Hmm. If my aunts and my grandma and my two sisters and my mom at the house, come on, Steve, let's go. We finna hmm. go to Home Depot. We finna go to, you know what I'm saying, somewhere else. But he would not let me be around him because they're, they're, you know, me as a boy in a woman's space, they're gonna try to make me more like them. And I'm not talking about emasculation or feminism, guys or making dudes gay. I'm not saying any of that. Okay? But it's just the rambunctions of what a boy is uh, go sit down somewhere, Steve, uh-uh, stop doing all that. Mm-hmm. It just, it starts to, it takes the boy out of a boy, you know? And so it, he begins to be suppressed. And then as he gets older, he lashes out at women. He don't have a good relationship with women. Yeah. He's mean. Bro, how many, How like, and I know this is not, I don't talk about this on the timeline, but Xavier, you know it's guys that, you I, I know you know guys personally that hate women. Oh, yeah. Like actually hate chicks, bro. Yeah. Like they don't like women, bro. And they
2: and they and they, and and they might think they do, but just based they on don't. their actions and the stuff that they do, they probably they don't even realize.
0: No, bro, you don't like chicks,
2: bro. You're right. You,
3: you really don't.
0: <laughs> you really you
2: really don't. It's easily noticeable. You really don't. Yeah, man. But- it's based on the way you, it, it ain't got nothing to do with being a person that's sleep. I ain't talking about just the aspect of sleeping with several women. It ain't right. Nothing. It's the way you treat the way you treat them. Mm-hmm. The way
0: you talk mm-hmm. about. Them all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to say this, man. I kn- like, <laughs> I, I, I know a lot of men who do not like women. And they, mm-hmm. and they say some wild shit. Man. I mean, I'd be like, bro, are you hearing yourself right now? I'm, not even on some, you got a mom and you got a sister type shit. Like, bro, are you hearing yourself? Right. Like, <laughs> but I mean, I, I wasn't trying to go that route, guys. But that, I wasn't but, trying to go that
2: route. No, I saying completely what you're saying, though. They just go, at the end of the day, how you raise and how you come up plays a major role. <laughs> That's Look, all I trust the people. How you come up, it plays. A, and it, <laughs> if you're grown now you really can't control it because you're grown. But I'm, mm. I'm, I'm really speaking for the next generation, keeping them in mind when you're when you bringing up your, your niece, nephew, child, whatever it is, you got to pay attention to how you raise them. That's equally important.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you do, man, because what you're doing is going to affect it's going to affect them positively and negatively and i I mean, don't get me wrong now, I've been hearing black women too in real life now they like you don't like me oh yeah like, I know you don't like guys. like you really hate God, I don't even know how you're happy right now, yeah,
2: they're not neither they're on both sides of this spectrum they don't yeah
0: man, man. I'm like, dude, come on, you know, and I think that I think that so so let's go but let's go to the root of that right, so why do these people hate the other the, their other the opposite gender right they have a level of hurt that they have not worked through yet. Right. You know, and whether that's mom and daddy issues, abandonment issues, commitment issues, whatever it is, you need to take some time, man, because you're not fooling nobody.
3: No therapy
0: or something, man. Get you a journal or something, man. Like, because as we age, like, I've seen women in their 40s and 50s and 60s, man, still holding on to that, that pain. And men, for that matter. And you know what? They're bitter, bitter yeah. and broken. You know?
2: And that's, that's important to overcome because, and it, it and, it, and it may be hard too, but it's so it's, it's something that you have to do. You know what I'm saying? You can't avoid it or think of, you're just gonna put it to the side, not address it, thinking it's just gonna go away because shit don't yeah. work
0: like <laughs> that. No, no, it don't work. You can't put it in your pocket. Right,
2: you can't put it in the pocket and like, oh, situation
0: later. Oh, you gotta address it immediately. Yeah, man. You know, I think I think that um, you know, when I went to Brazil, man, I was, I went searching for something. You know, like, I had a few reasons why I wanted to go to Brazil. I I just felt like I was called to go there, and and I didn't know why. I didn't know like it wasn't like a spiritual thing. I was just like, man, I, I really need to go there. I don't know why. And right before I moved to Canada. I was with some uh, I was with some people, and this white guy was like, "Yeah, man, I lived in Italy for seven years." And at that point, I was reading Reginald Lewis's book, "Why Do White Men Get to Have All the Fun?" Mm-hmm. And I thought, I was like, "Why does a white guy get to move out of the country? I can not too. I can move too." And that was in April, I moved in May. I moved to Canada, you know. And I was just like, "Bruh, he moved for seven years. He got fluent in Italian. He lived in freaking Italy, and then he came back. Right. I can do it too." Right. You know, and so, guys, whether that's business, whether that's, you know, love, traveling, whatever it is, guys, look, for wh- whoever is listening, okay, the only thing that is, is <coughs> stopping you is you. You can't allow limited beliefs. Well, I'm black, so I can't do this. I'm a woman, I'm, so I can do this. I'm young, so I can't do this. I'm a man, I can't do this. You can do all of it, you know, but you got to put them limited beliefs you got to take take acknowledge the limiting beliefs and then you got to take them out your mind, you know? I moved out, of, I left to, for Brazil when I was 30, going on 31. I learned another language. I learned two new dance styles. I learned a martial <laughs> art. I learned how to, you know, go uh, spear fishing and all those other things. Like, that's what, what most people go? are starting to, you say what, bro? What, what made you go? Man, like, I wanted to go somewhere where Black people had experienced something similar to us. Right. And the closest experience to us is Brazilians, Black Brazilians, Afro-Brazilians. So I went to a city called Salvador. It's like 2.5 to 2.8 million people, 80% Black.
3: Really?
0: Um. Yeah, bro. I blend right in. You know. So, um, I wanted to blend in because living in Canada, you don't blend in with anybody, right? Right. It's just Africans and. Asians and white people, you know, so you don't blend in there. There I blended in. I knew that I wanted to learn a few different things about myself. Um, I didn't know all I was gonna learn. I didn't know I'll meet the girl on day now. Um, that was not my plan. I was only supposed to be there six weeks. <laughs> and Man. I stayed till September. <laughs> I left in January, came back in September. So, and I'll be going back again here in a little bit, but you know, for us, man, like I used to remind myself, like I'd be walking in, in the city streets some nights and I'd be like, dog, I'm from Alabama, bro. I'm from Alabama. Like, and yeah. I'll be speaking in another language. I'm like, dog, I'm really from Alabama. I'm really like, I really dropped out of college, man. I really went out here and did these things on my own. And, and I'm telling you all these things because somebody else is going through that, right? You, you, it might not be Brazil for you. It might be, I want to move to California or I want to start this hair salon or I want to have an engineering firm or whatever it is, guys. Like literally, stop thinking so much about it, make a short plan, review it a couple of times with somebody you trust, hey, this look like it's all right, okay, and just start going for it yeah.
3: so you'll
2: figure it
0: out and you'll figure it out man that's
2: real man that's that's <clears throat> a step that. you speak about uh dropping out of college now what what was that like what made you drop out of college
0: Oh man, I had a lot of I had a lot of uh Extenuating circumstances as to why I dropped out of school, but the main point for me was that I've always been able to look ahead, okay. And I would look at my friends, they were three or four years ahead of me, and they, you know, they got a college degree making $45,000 a year. I was like, What you did all this, right? You study, you got you got 45 grand, and the, and the smart ones was making 60. I said, 60 screw this, this ain't, I can't do this, you know what I'm saying, like, I didn't like how they dressed, I didn't like how everybody was getting fat after college, they were marrying ugly women, I didn't, you know what I'm saying, like, I saw all these things, and I was like, dog, that's not for me, man, I can't do this, and I, uh, I dropped out of college, and I got into business, bro,
3: no,
0: and that was it, <laughs> like, I was like, I'm out, dog, y'all got it, and then I called my homeboy up. He was in school, bro. He was in summer school at the time. I said, hey, Rich, I got this bail bond company, bro. Come, come, uh, come, come, come run it with me. He said, okay, bro. He dropped out that day. He dropped out, huh? Dropped out that day. He was in math class. I remember like it was yesterday, bro. He said, Steve, I just dropped out, bro. I'm on the way. He drove it to my office. We didn't have no money. We were sleeping in the office on air mattresses. And we did that for two years.
2: There for two years
0: building our business, bro. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, man, it was, it was we had some hard times, dog. It was some days, bro, we didn't have no money. We would drive to Publix, and during lunchtime, Publix used to sell the sample, they would have samples, and they'll have like a sample of a dish they cooked, and we would eat that for lunch, you know. So, it was we were doing a lot of fasting back then, fasting <laughs> and prayer, bro. <laughs> Everybody don't, ha- you don't have to go through what I went through. You don't have to drop out of college guys, but like, I'm just telling you what I did, you know, we only had one car between the two of us, you know, and we had to share a lot. We shared a lot, you know, finances. I shared my car, Rich had to go somewhere. Huh? Here go my car. <laughs> you know, he had to go somewhere for the weekend. I wouldn't have a car for two days, you know, but you know, we made it work, man. And um, after three months of that, we got our first big break, man, and the rest was history. After that, we started making a bunch of money, you know. But, but uh, you know, guys, when it when <clears throat> when you're on the path in business, like it's gonna be some lean times. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's gonna be some lean times. It's just that's just the way of it, right? But you don't it don't gotta stay lean. If you, you one thing is guys like, and I'm, I know these are super basic principles, but I'm about to tell you anyway because you here, you got to stick to it. Okay. And what do I mean by that, I don't care which strategy you pick. If it's a good strategy, it's not going to work immediately. Hmm. All right. And even if it does work immediately, you got to keep replicating it every single day yeah. to get a result. Guys, when you're in business, you're here to make results happen. So with this, you got to do it 50 times, 100 times, 500 times until you get it right. I look at business more now as a as a, as a hypothesis or a theory. Like I'm testing a the theory out in regards to how to make money. I'm testing out this hypothesis out in regards to how to make money, and so I'm gonna keep changing small things. But I'm not gonna quit, you know. And what begins to happen is you start to get much better. You start, you start to, get, to get way better at business.
3: Yeah, you know, doing everything.
0: <clears throat> yeah, man, and so like. And that's where it goes back, guys. I talked about y'all earlier. You got to think. You have to spend time thinking in business. How much money have you wasted because you weren't thinking? You said, how much money would I be doing? Would I be what? I said, how much money have you wasted because you weren't thinking when you did something? Oh, a lot, bro. <laughs> All right, I I, I I couldn't even put a number on it, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I I have messed up a lot of money. Uh and the potential for money, right? Because I just didn't think something through.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and so, and this is the next thing, guys, about business owners you know, or people as entrepreneurial minded. Do not beat yourself up for the bad decisions you made because you had, that was the best decision you had at the time, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Okay, and why do I say that, guys? Because when your decision-making starts catching up to your experience levels, you're going to start doubting yourself if you, beat, if you continue to beat yourself up. So keep that in mind. All right, you can't beat yourself up about decisions you make. Yeah. All right. And here's see. another thing, and one more thing I do. I apologize to myself. Okay. Hey Stephen, I'm sorry for fucking up the bank account this month. <laughs> I was operating with my best mind. <laughs> and, I, and I, I, oh, I, I forgive you, Steve. Because I do that. Either meant I either say it out loud or I say it in my mind, but I do that to forgive myself for the bad decision so I don't hold the guilt over my head. Okay? So guilt and shame in your business will take you out of business. Guilt is I did something wrong. Shame is I am wrong. Okay? When we don't when we don't get those the, the guilt and shame of bad decision making out of our mind, we will continually doubt our decision making. We will continually stay in paralysis analysis and not Take action, okay. So keep that in mind, guys. Mm, that's major, right there. Just
3: I,
2: I, I like that, man, because that's like I said, that's another thing that people don't talk about often, and that just goes back to kind of like reflecting and being able to move on from shit. Yeah, you no, know, yeah, you know, that's that's hard. Some people will stick on shit for six, uh, a loss <clears> six months ago, but they just can't move past it, bro. No matter Thank how you. bad it is, but you gotta move, like they say, don't let it don't, don't let a uh. Don't let a win get to your head and don't let a loss get to your heart. You got to, <laughs> you got to keep it moving regardless.
0: Come on, man. Like, <laughs> oh my God, bro. I took some super duper losses, dog. Oh my God.
3: <laughs> I believe it, man.
0: I believe it. Oh man. Uh, you know, I, I laugh about it because not that it's funny, but it's just like, man, I made it through that. Right. You know, that's how, that's how I look at it now. I was like, Hey man, how can I get through this? Like, you know, it's, I'm 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 excited for it. You know, I get excited about these things, man. And like.
2: Because you, you was probably right up there something.
0: Hell yeah. You're mm. shifting to your live in a little bit. Let's just keep going, man. Like, and uh, that's another. Hey, them Brazilians taught me that too, man. I was in Brazil, y'all. And I had started another company. And sometimes I wasn't making no money. And I would just lock myself in the apartment, bro. And I wouldn't do nothing. I would just watch like English netflix and stuff like that i wouldn't go see my girl bro i wouldn't go to the beach or nothing and brazilians are really warm people they want to see you bro they want to see you all the time like your homeboys you got a homeboy that's brazilian he want to see you every day you know what i'm saying like his homeboys want to see you everybody want to see you so like like one of my homeboys hit me was like steve bro what's up man we ain't seen you at dance class in like three weeks man i was like man i don't got a lot of money right now He was like so Money come and go, man. Come on. Just have some fun with us. Mm-hmm. And I was ashamed. So, like I said, guys, guilt and shame. I, was, I felt shame. I felt I was wrong for not having the money I wanted. And I had to forgive myself for that, bro, until like two months while I was in Brazil, bro. I, went, I, I didn't even go to the beach, bro. I live five minutes from the beach, bro. I can see the beach every day. I wouldn't even go, dog, because I was beating myself up. That's the next point I want to make, guys. Learn to compartmentalize your business. You are not your business. Your business closes and you have a life afterwards, Mm -hmm. okay? Or you have a life during your business, depending on what kind of business you got. But like, don't internalize that stuff, guys. It's so easy to do. And it's so easy to be a hermit and be like, oh man, I got this business problem. I need to, I need to, I need to work on this more. I gotta think about it. And then what we started to do as entrepreneurs, we started to punish ourselves. Well, shit, you didn't make $500 there. You better get your ass in the house and you better do this and this and this. Now, what does your subconscious think about your business now? Hey, I don't like this that much. I don't like this shit. (laughs) Hey, man, we need to do something else. Mm -hmm. And so now, guess what happens? Now your subconscious is split. Now it says, okay, well, how do I get out of this painful situation? If I just quit, or if I just don't try hard, if I don't think enough, he'll stop doing this and he'll get a job and get me out of this situation. That's real, bro. You know, and so you can't, don't force your subconscious to betray you by punishing yourself with your business, God. <laughs> okay. And this is now, this goes back to the earlier point of mind, body, and soul. Your business is your mind. <clears throat> but when your business is failing, your, your body and soul can't fail too. So if you keep taking care of the soul and the body, you can bring the business back up, which is your mind, part of your mind, when business starts wavering on you. Okay, it's like a tripod effect, right? you kick one leg out of a tripod, if the legs are the right way, you ain't gonna fall.
3: Right.
0: But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I hope somebody feel that, guys, because like business is about strategy as much as it's about emotion. You can holler this logic shit all you want to, business ain't logical.
3: Those, I, I love
2: that. I love that. It's, it's, it's a lot of innovation. It's a lot of risk. It's a lot mm-hmm. of strategy. Thinking outside the box, not doing what everybody else is doing. Because in order to stay ahead <clears throat> and be creative, you, you, a lot of times you can't be logical. No. Because no. <laughs> so, sometimes thinking so far ahead don't make sense in the fucking
0: moment. Come so on,
3: sometimes man. you
0: got to think outside the box of logic. Come on, bro. You know, Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. man. I hope y'all getting something from this. Yeah. You, you, you can reel me back in whenever you want to. I, I wasn't really trying oh. to talk about this stuff. No, good. good, <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, man. Um, millionaire mindset. Yeah, so um, one thing, guys, I would tell you all y'all to do, okay, because I know y'all talk a lot about money. I'm going to talk about life, okay, because uh-huh. life is to be lived, okay. When do you pick up a hobby? After you're rich, or now, I I say picking up now. All right then. Okay, you need to find a hobby that is not money related, mm-hmm. and you need to get good at it. All right, and, and it's not not for the sake of getting good at it, but for the sake of you excelling at something outside of business, because you don't want to define yourself as just a business person, because that doesn't really matter. No, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, you know. This is because, you know, let's be honest here, guys, on the on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, guys, any of my psychology people here, and if you don't know what that is, M-A-S-L-O-W-S, hierarchy, if you don't know how to spell that, you need to learn how to spell. Google that, and it's a pyramid. At the bottom is sex, shelter, air, food, and water, The and, uh, and using the bathroom. That is your base level needs, okay? At the top of the pyramid is self-actualization. Mm-hmm. The money that you make from your business is gonna get through the first level. Everything else after that is esteem and love and, and security and, and going on into self-actualization, okay? You will not be self-actualized solely through your business. Okay, what does that mean, guys, in layman's terms? You're not gonna be happy just because your business is doing well. Fucks. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you now, If you're not happy now, you're not going to be happy when you're rich. So you might as well choose to be happy now. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you're not on the street, that means the base part of your pyramid is taken care of, which is what money takes care of. Everything after that, guys, is you taking care of your mental, spiritual, and physical to get to self-actualization. Okay. You know where you are on the self-actualization pyramid. If you're not smiling a lot, you're not self-actualized. If you're not having uh, a a loving relationship with somebody of your choice, you're not always self-actualized yet. You can you can give me whatever lie you want to give me. Nobody is an island. We're all meant to be here for somebody. Yep. All right. The next thing is, and again, going back to these hobbies, guys. Like, you need to develop a personality outside of business. Okay. Don't nobody care about what you shipped out today. Literally, your spouse don't even care. That's that's okay? So you need to learn how to, you need to feed your mind things that don't have anything to do with your business. And I'm telling you this, guys, I've been in business now for, t- for almost a decade. I'll be 32, so yeah. Actually, I've already been in business a decade now. Yeah, so I've been in formal business a decade. And you know what happened, guys? Nobody liked talking to me when I talked about insurance all the time. None of my friends wanna to talk to me. No one to hang with me. Hey, Steve, you, bro, you smart, bro. Hey, man, you surely is motivated, and we go, for, we go drinking. I'm talking about Bell bonding. Who wanna hear that? They don't wanna hear that. That's how you sound, guys. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about money and real estate and whatever, that's how you sound. You're not putting nobody on, okay? To a point, you are, but after that, you gotta have a personality. Your business is not a personality trait. Being an entrepreneur is not a personality trait. Nope.
3: That's
0: okay. Right. And so I met a guy named Mark here in Atlanta. And um, me and him were talking about running shoes. We we're in the Nike store. It was like midday. Anybody, if y'all want to meet entrepreneurs, go to the mall in the middle of the day. You'll meet a lot of people. Go to nice places in the middle of the day and you'll meet everybody. That's, but yeah. anyway.
2: That's, that's That's very true, bro because <laughs> the people that is working are not going to be there. No, no, bro. <laughs> so and somebody so I, is like, why you ain't got a, Why you ain't got no job? What you
0: doing? They looking at you the same way. Yeah. And then, and so I'm talking to this guy, Mark. Mark is 41 years old. He's either 40 or 41 in shape guy. And um we were talking about some Nike running shoes or whatever. And then he was like, yeah, I told him I live in Brazil. He was like, "You live in Brazil? it's really cool, man. Coaches are really cool." Um, I started my law firm sixteen years ago, and now I race Ferraris all around the world. So, what's cooler, the Ferraris or the law firm? Law school, right? You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like, so, bro. So, so what I say all that to say this is that he was not defined by his law firm. Mm-hmm. His law firm gave him his ability to live. And so, guys, like, as you're building out your businesses, right? It ain't, well, I'm going to take care of my mom and I'm going to have my kids do this and my my, my wife and my my husband they're going to do this and this and that and we're going to have these cars. Well, what about you and your personality? Mm. Okay, what are you doing to enrich your own personality? And so that's that's my quest right now. And Xavier, if you notice, my content is more based on that now. Because I can't teach nobody how how to have a personality and have a real life. But my thing, my goal now is like, how can I show you how to really live, man? Okay, you done made your first six figures. What you do with it?
3: What
0: you do? Well, I'm gonna invest. I'm gonna invest. Okay, well, after you invest, what you can do with it? Well, oh, I'm gonna flip it again. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> you, you going to dinner anywhere? You gonna uh, try something new this weekend? Like, nope. Uh,
2: That's heavy, bro. Cause like uh, we talk about that all the time as well. Just enjoying. Cause sometimes. People are so, so, wrapped up in, uh, like you just said, investing, working, 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 and that's cool. But at the same time, you got to enjoy it, bro. And you can enjoy yeah. you can enjoy it without living recklessly. Cause sometimes, when some, yeah. sometimes people here enjoy it. They think, like, oh, you're going to spend a lot of money. You don't want to go back. But it's like, bro, it ain't got nothing to do with it. That's the point of working hard so you can live
0: and enjoy and have experiences where you like, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Like... <laughs> Let me see if I can give y'all a couple. I need to give y'all, because I've been giving y'all a lot of, like, you know, big big idea type stuff. Mm -hmm. Let me give y'all some small stuff, okay? So, one thing I really like to do, I like to smell really good, okay? And not only do I like to smell good, I like my house to smell good. Now, unfortunately, because I move around, like, every two months, I don't get to (laughs) buy these things anymore. But it's a website called Jonathan Adler. JonathanAdler.com. Uh, A-D-L-E-R, spell Jonathan the way you regularly spell it. They got some candles, Lord have mercy. Bourbon, for men, guys, you you guys out here, y'all big boy entrepreneurs, get the bourbon candle. It smells amazing, okay? Just small stuff like that, man. Like, those small things, guys, they make make our lives just a little bit better. You know, like, you need to pick up, a, you don't have to pick up a sport, but you need to pick up something that you can do physically, something you can do mentally, and something you can do with somebody else that's a hobby if you can pick those three things guys i'm telling you life is going to be so much more fun you going to have a reason to go and work a little bit harder yeah you know yeah. that's true bro
2: man i'm so glad you said that
0: because like, like i
2: keep saying that's not talked about <clears throat> sometimes you just work 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 sometimes that motivation it kind of you ain't got the motivation no more because you ain't got like Works, worked out. You know, work right. You may be burnt out. It's not it's not as fun all the time. I got a lot of shit yeah. I don't want to do a lot of the times, But I know I got to do. Yeah. But I still got things I enjoy doing that ain't got nothing to do with me having doing cool. business at all. So it gives me that motivation. Like, all right, when I get done with that, I can go do this now. I go spend time with my girl. We're right. to do this. We're going to go on. Right. Right. You know what I mean?
0: The motive is, that's the
2: motivation.
0: So Yeah. And, um... Another thing I was going to tell you, man, you were, you were bringing something up, burnout and entrepreneurship. Okay. So let's talk about that for a second, because I've experienced it several times and I'm working through it right now. And, um, you get burnt out because you're comparing results of other people to your results. Mm. Okay. And so how do we fight that in a day-to-day basis? Okay. So instead of it being like, hey man, I gotta make $1,000 a week, I gotta make $5,000 a week, I gotta make $100,000 a month. You're gonna break down your income goals and then make action goals, okay? So what does it look like? I gotta make 30 calls today. I gotta make 10 Facebook posts today. I gotta contact X amount of people, I gotta do this. If I can do that every day and go to sleep at night, more than likely, I'm gonna make some money so you gotta divorce yourself from the outcome guys you you are married to the outcome that's why you're divorced that's why you're you're, you're having problems in your business because whatever problem in your business you're having in your mind mm, that's okay so divorce yourself from outcome and marry yourself to action these are my daily actions these are my daily action goals then what you do after that guys you track your daily actions and then you say okay the, the week of february twenty fourth was I felt this way, and when I felt this way, I did this. What made me feel this way? Good or bad? Okay, when I felt bad, I slept four hours. okay? I need, I need to sleep six or seven hours. I didn't eat like I was supposed to i didn't I didn't uh, work out. Let's change it out for, the, for, for for the week of March one. March one I go to bed eight hours. I eat better. I think better. I, I listen to some more positive I, I have a better output, right? Then you start, guys, if you're not tracking your production, you don't know anything about your business.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not, the dollar is not the only scoreboard. You got other stats there, guys. Okay. So you can have a month where you make zero, but you did a whole lot of daily actions, and you beating yourself up. Damn, I got to work harder. No, keep doing what you're doing and next month might be much better. Might be much better, yo. <laughs> You see, no. so... That's a strategy that has really helped me out a lot. I just make a little spreadsheet and it has my daily actions. And then it has Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then I put the week that I'm doing it in. Mm.
2: Uh, And I love the fact that you brought brought up pretty much tracking yourself and just tracking those habits and the results of it. Uh, We talked about that previously on one of our past episodes because that's another thing that people are really not taught. Just because cause I look at it this way if you could track everything and you could track and monitor the result that kind of like gives you an idea or a blueprint on how to run and how to do certain things you know what yes. I mean because you, you already systemized mm-hmm. it you made it to where like okay if I do this this is going to be a result of that so you don't have to be guessing like damn what should I do in this situation what,
0: correct. you know what I mean come, come on man like <laughs> Guys, you don't even got to be on some guru shit or go read a bunch of right. books, guys. Like, literally, what time am I, up, when, am I waking up every day? How much time am I devoting my business, to my business? Some of y'all are mad at y'all's business, and y'all are only putting four hours a month into it. Why are you mad at the business? <laughs> spend more time in it. Are, or more you like, you like, man, I'm just so scared, I'm all over the place. When the last time you wrote out a plan or went back to your plan for your business? Mm. Well, I just don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. When's the last time you went back to your, not saying you had to have a mission statement, that's some old school shit, but like, when's the last time you thought back and said, what did I start this business for? You know? Right. Like, once you start doing them things, you start saying, oh, I started this business to do this.
3: Right.
0: Like, oh, wait a minute, I was supposed to be charging way higher prices. <laughs> and then I started letting people jerk me around. <laughs> no, for real. Those
2: are all major, uh, and these, is all like, little tips
0: and things that you can do that don't have a major role hell yeah yeah these man let me give y'all some right now here's the time guys i ain't gave y'all a bunch of stuff let me give y'all some real stuff now okay look here is an app for you people who do not know how to focus okay it's a focus timer it's called pomodoro uh let me let me see if i can spell it for y'all hold on you need to download this app it does 25 minute sessions and then, uh, I'm sorry, hold on, it's focus timer. It's just called focus timer. Oh, man. Focus timer on the ILS. But it's 25 minutes on, five minutes off, 25 minutes on, five minutes off, then 25 minutes on, then a 25-minute off period. You have a long break. That's another thing, guys. You cannot don't, – don't punish yourself by just grand, 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 grand. Okay? That's the first thing. Uh, that's the app. The next app y'all need to get is Bitly. It's a link shortener. Like B-I-T-L-Y. Why is this important? Because <coughs> for some of you, <coughs> excuse me, you may not have a serious website just yet, but you can do bit.ly backslash the name you want something to be. So it'd be like bit.ly backslash Xavier Miller. Mm-hmm. The good thing about bit.ly is you get to see where the traffic is coming from and how many clicks you're getting. And it tracks it. Okay, I don't know what services all, all you are providing, but bit.ly is a good service for you. The next one is card.co, C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. If you don't have a lot of money, it's $9 for the year. Okay. And you get, you can make a pretty good looking website in about 20 minutes. You can make landing pages, email forms, stuff like that. All right. So C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. Next thing, um, canva.com. I know some of y'all are acquainted with it everybody might not be acquainted with it. Canva it has made me a bunch of money and it makes my stuff look amazing. Mm. They have a 30-day free trial. So any of y'all who are a little cash-strapped, you just make another email address, make another, make it, you get another 30 days for free. Right. Okay. I, I did this for like six months one time. So I got like 12 emails. But um, I paid for it now. So that's another good one, guys. The next one is placeit.net. P-L-A-C-E. IT.net. This is for you people who are doing like uh, t-shirt designs, things like that. You can do mock-ups with models. Okay, it's going to really make your stuff look good. Placeit.net is twelve dollars a month. This has also got a lot of really good graphics on there. Um, I'm trying to think what else I use, guys. Slack, obviously. Um, Asana is good, obviously. I don't know. Have you had Ari on yet? Ari, it out. Ari Hell. Yeah, yeah, that's the homie, that's that's, that's my, that's, yeah. yeah. That's my friend. So I know she's talking about Slack and all that stuff, but, um, those are some of the things that I use daily, um, to really help me out a lot. Uh, another thing I want, to, want y'all to understand about your business is words mean things, okay? When you're, when you're saying things, your subconscious registers these things, okay? So what I mean by that, guys, when you call your business a side hustle, um, grinding, these are all punishments, okay? Hey, I'm strategizing. I'm thinking right now. I'm not grinding, all right? Because grinding is like digging a ditch. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're building a business, if you want to build a billion dollar business, would you just work really, really hard or would you think?
2: Exactly. You're you, you you gonna you think, you're gonna think.
0: You're gonna think and then you're gonna think some more. And
2: exactly. you're gonna
0: call some other folks and y'all gonna think together. Yep. You know? And so that's the next thing, guys, It's like, as much energy as I have, I have learned that if I have seven days to complete a task, you need to plan for four days because 80% of the problems are going are gonna to come from 20% of the things you did not plan for. Okay. Y'all need to take, y'all really need to hear me on that one. Yeah. Okay? A lot of the problems you're facing right now is because you didn't plan properly.
3: yeah
0: <laughs> It goes for me too. Yeah. Goes, but if we just take some time to think, guys. Okay, you might not make money right now, but if you think through something and say, okay, how can I do this? How should it be done? Okay, let me I'm telling you, you can get some you can get you can get a lot of stuff done. But uh Xavier, I, I don't want you to be running around, run my mouth. Anything nah. else you want to talk about? <laughs> nah, man, we can, we pretty much uh touched on all stuff
2: I want to talk about. Did you have anything
0: cool. else? Um let me think about business, <laughs> I my mind's been blown here in 2020. I'm gonna say this. You need to learn how to talk. Okay. You need to spend a lot of time practicing your speech. Okay. And I ain't talking about code switching and all that other bullshit. I'm talking about learning how to persuade somebody. I talked about it earlier today, but you need to seriously sit down and learn how to persuade other people through writing and through talking. Until you do that, you're not going to be a serious business person. I agree. Because everything's negotiable. Everything, and I and I don't remember what I was reading, but
2: I know they talked about how if you don't if you don't have the skill to articulate your vision, you won't be a successful business person. Cause and I'm I'm like I feel that because if you if you, if people can't see what you want them to see or what even if you got a great idea like if you got a genius idea. But if you can't get other people to see how you see it, and it just don't calculate and make sense in their mind, you're not good at expressing that, painting that vision, painting that picture. It's like, you know what I
0: mean? Man, look, bro. I was reading. <laughs> I was reading something today. I was reading How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Highly suggest y- y'all check it out. <laughs> I got it right behind me. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And so what what Dale talks about was uh. He said, people have no problem expressing themselves when they're angry. Mm. People become articulate when they get angry. They're going to tell you all about yourself. And you're not going to stutter.
2: No, that's facts.
0: So you've got the ability. So what does that mean? You got to put some energy behind your words. Mm. Okay. You mm. got to put energy behind your words. You gotta, that's where your tonality comes in at. If you can see, <clears throat> and that's what I talked about at the beginning. Speech is a burden. Mm. All right. Talking is a burden because most people aren't saying anything. So, when you are talking about your business, your product, your service, you need to put some energy behind it. You don't need to be on autopilot. No, you don't. Hey, Steve, don't you cut grass? Yeah, I cut grass. Uh, I'll cut it for $20. He'd be like, all right, bro. But up there, you say, hey, Steve, you cut grass? Man, I cut grass. I I trim the bushes, man. I cut, I take the weeds out and I do the fertilizer. And if you got somebody else, I'll I'll cut their yard for half off because I know you. Mm. How much is it, Steve? It's a hundred dollars. Okay. I didn't charge five times the price because I got energy. You got energy. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm. Humans humans communicate tele uh, tele- uh telepathically, telepathically through energy. Yeah. So they feel that doubt in you. Okay, they can feel it. They know it. They know when you desperate. Yep. Oh, it's, it's $500 for real. And, he, and then they, they was ready to pay $1,000. And is what they're going to hit you with, Xavier. Uh, we, can, we can do 450 And what you going to say? Uh, OK, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no confidence. You ain't got no confidence. And you ain't got no energy. You know what I'm saying? So like, you pump that energy up. And so here's the next thing, guys. How do you pump your energy up? Your brain reacts physiologically. So you need to be practicing good posture, Good thoughts, and you need to have a good exercise regimen. You need to put good food in your body, guys. If you eat McDonald's every day, I'm gonna tell you something. Then people hate you, and they hate the job. So they they put in hate in that food you eat. That's why you feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, you need to you need to eat to the to the, you can you gotta eat what you can afford. So you need to you need to eat at the highest level you can afford.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Grocery wise, I ain't talking about going to Ruth Chris every day. All right, I'm talking about getting good quality food in you. Good quality food has been handled better. has better energy. Okay. Mm-hmm. You eating chicken nuggets every day from Latrell at the corner, that's got bad energy. And that's why you, you're thinking terribly every time you eat it. Okay. So that's the first thing. Next thing, guys, you need to be putting something good in your body, in your, in your mind every day. But notably when you wake up, you need to either listen to something positive for 30 minutes or you need to read something positive for 30 minutes. And that's going to help set your your course for the day. Yep. Because this is what starts to happen, guys. Successful people all speak similar languages, energetically. So if you are about positive p- positivity, you're gonna be around more people that want to win. And w- if you keep listening to it, it's gonna start coming out your, m- out your mouth. Okay, so I know some of y'all might listen to music when you wake up, that's cool. But you but you you're only gonna get so far. That's, that's so you true. start putting putting new things into your mind and your brain, okay? Yeah. So um that's the next thing. And then the other thing, guys, and and um I don't know how many of y'all watch Manny, it's a guy named Manny, last name started with a K, with a K on, on YouTube. He you got like an Hermes Bugatti, Hermes Pagani, a bunch of stuff like that. Anybody watch Grant Cardone? Anyway, look, if you'll notice, they smile all the time. Okay, when did they start smiling? They start smiling when they got rich. Or they start smiling before they got rich. They start smiling before they got rich. So for you, you need to learn how to smile all the time. Dude, when I'm driving in the car sometimes, I'll notice myself tensing my teeth, gritting my teeth, I'll just start smiling. I'll force a smile, I'll give you a fake smile, I don't care. But what begins to happen is my brain starts to say, okay, I'm not gonna stress about this because the, my physiology change Again, guys, remember, your brain is affected by the physical world. So if I smile, I change my brain's reactions, yep. And I can get that bad thought out of my head.
3: That's,
2: no, that's, that's heavy. That's heavy right there. But be, some, a lot of people might not even be aware
0: of that. <sighs> oh, no. No, man, because they don't, they don't know. Look, man, your brain is, we all have the same brain. And our brains are like 80% negative all the time. It ain't you. It's all of us. We're all negative all the time. OK, so we're fighting the human brain. The human mind is basically predisposed to like, oh, shit, we might have a famine. Oh, shit, we might have a war. Oh, shit, one of the kids might die. Because that's through our civilization. That's what has happened through the lifespan of humans, you know, being on this earth. So we, we are predisposed to negativity. So we have to fight for positivity. You ain't, you ain't going to just be positive. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it has to be a conscious effort. That's why I say, guys, you need to practice smiling. If you can't do it at at, at work, when you're driving in the car, just start grinning as long as you can. Start grinning when you are arguing with people. Start grinning when start smiling as much as you can, guys. All these things compound on themselves. Mm, Hey, hey, (laughs) hey,
2: that's heavy, right? (laughs) Like I said, that's 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 heavy. Like I said, these these all has been like tips, where some people might consider small, but it plays a major role, a major impact. The
0: smaller, oh, yeah, all should yeah. add up to a big, big time. Cause see, cause see, the thing is, dog, what what uses me telling you some super heavy strategy, some super heavy business strategy, and you on a podcast? You ain't got your pen and paper next to it right now,
2: right? And you probably ain't gonna interview. It's gonna be probably too intimidating for you to implement. Yeah,
0: so ain't, ain't nothing scary about smiling. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey. no, that's real, bro. That's real. Ain't nothing scary about smiling, because i 'Cause I'm gonna tell you something, dog. Think about the last time you met a really rich person. Just think about how they were. If you didn't meet them on some like weird stuff, like right. imagine like the last time you saw somebody successful at a conference or something like that. Were they smiling?
2: The energy is always the same. High energy. High. Bro, smiling. Like- <laughs> She's like,
0: that, Yeah, man. And so, like, the other thing, guys, then it's like, okay, and this is my last point, guys. You need to learn how to pump yourself up. Mm. I'm talking about to the point of, like, I'm hype, okay? The quick you can learn how to do it and how to get into that frame of mind, like, because, like, I could probably do this shit for, like, 10 or 15 seconds and I'm pumped all the way up, Mm -hmm. you know, because I know what it takes. But you got you got to know how to get that energy up because, guys, the day, If you're on this call, you're selling something. You're selling a service, or you're selling a product. Long story short, so you need to be able to sell that service a product with high energy. When you meet people, you got to have high energy. So you got to learn how to pump yourself up, guys. Yeah,
3: because you,
2: you might not be feeling that way all the time.
0: You no know, no. But you ain't got to feel that way all the time. You got to feel that way right when you meet them, and in that presentation. Exactly. And you got yeah. to know how, like you said, know how to pump yourself up, get yourself. Have up and excited, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, man, I'm uh, I appreciate you having me. Nah, man, I, oh man, I appreciate you coming on, man. This is great, this is great, yeah, man. I love this, yeah. man. You talked about yeah. a lot of stuff, yeah, man. I, I kind of skipped Brazil just because I, I got a lot of crazy stuff, man. It ain't man, got I, nothing to do with business, <laughs> it's, all good, <laughs> it's all good, bro. We did,
2: like I said, yeah. I loved it, man. You, you talked about a lot of stuff. I know people gonna be able to take some nuggets to this and.
0: Easily, yeah. easily, easily applicable stuff. Oh, yeah, man. Like, because, yes, we want, we want to change now. We don't want to, we don't want to have to, you know, you know, uh, what, You know, back when we was kids, assembly, assembly required, right? We don't need none of them kind of tips. We need, nah. like, straight out the box, man. What nah, I need to do box. now, man? I'm like, <laughs> messed up, man. I need to help me out, Steve. You shit, <laughs> man. I don't need to know how to do all this other stuff. Straight up.
3: Straight <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> up. <Yeah. laughs> But uh,
2: before we wrap up, do you mind just plugging in all your stuff for the people that want to uh, find you,
0: follow you more, and all that stuff? Yeah, man. Y'all can follow me on Twitter, Stephen Story, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-T-O-R-E-Y. Um, I got a consulting business. to handle personal injury attorneys. Uh, y'all can hit me up about that if any of y'all are personal injury attorneys. Uh, what else I got? Uh, yeah, man, y'all just follow me on Twitter. That's where I do everything at for the most part. Um, I talk about a lot of different things, man. And um, just like I did on here, that's how I am in real life. If y'all, if y'all, any of y'all in Atlanta, I'll be in Atlanta for a bit, and then I'm headed out the country. Uh, so if any of y'all wanna come to Brazil, you all got questions about Brazil, questions about Portuguese, y'all hit me up and I'll look out for y'all. Bet, hey, man, and that's, I just wanna say I appreciate you again, bro. This, this oh, was, this yeah, man. Uh, this was dope. Oh yeah, bro. I'm glad to be on, man. I think this is my first podcast of the year. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad to be on, man. And it's uh, and everybody listening, I appreciate y'all for listening this long. I really hope y'all got something out of it. I'm uh, I'm just a dude from 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 the country, dog. I'm from Alabama, and I I, I want to do things my way. And uh, I saw something for myself, and I'm I'm going after it. And I hope you're doing the same. Ooh.
2: That's that's powerful right there. And that's and that's uh that's all we got. For those that's listening, wrapping up who don't know, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter at Xavier C Miller. And appreciate y'all listening to another episode. See talk to y'all next episode. Peace. This episode is also sponsored by Iconic Power. Iconic Power is a black-owned electronic store that specializes in keeping your phone and electronics charged throughout the day while traveling, doing outdoor activities, group activities such as concerts or vacationing and remote work. Stay charged up at all times because you never know where emergency or big check can be coming to your phone. I use my iconic charger daily while working from home or when I'm at the office. It easily fits in your pocket so you can charge up your phone while you're on the go. To purchase your charger, you can go to www.iconic-power.com.